just kind of joking on you. But hey, maybe you've just pulled away from the breakfast bar or whatever. But I want you to go ahead and get your Bibles out, if you would, and open to the book of Judges. We're in this series called Character Sketches. And today we find ourselves studying a guy named Gideon. Judges chapter 6 and 7. And uh, Gideon's 300 is what I'm really calling this. Ten statements from the life of Gideon. And I hope it will encourage you today. I was, as I've been studying this passage, I've been seeing a lot of principles for us that really speak to our day right now in this season that we need the goodness of Christ in our life. We need to know the promises of God. We know, need to know that God is with us and he's for us. No matter what struggles you find yourself in, God sees. He saw this man Gideon. He saw the great opposition that he would go up against, but he was going to be with him. You know, so it makes me ask myself, what makes me afraid? What makes you afraid? I mean, in what we're finding ourselves right now, there are a lot of things we're afraid of. We're afraid to, to be near people. We want to make sure we're socially distanced. We're afraid of this. You know, we want to make sure we're staying home and we're honoring our governor's orders. But we just have a lot of fear that has kind of crept in our lives over the last several weeks. And it could get even tougher over the next weeks. But we have a God that comforts us and helps us through this time. When I look at Gideon, he basically, he was a soldier, but he was a coward. He didn't have a lot of faith. There's a lot of fatigue that is set in, like, God, who am I? I'm not the weakest clan of Manasseh, but God, me. And, man, maybe you could identify with that. You're saying, man, who am I? What difference does my life make? It makes a lot. But God was raising up judges. He was raising up kings. He raised up judges. And this fifth judge, this judge here that we talk about today, was Gideon, that he raised him up to make uh, rules that he would uh, settle situations in the land in that time and i just ask us who is our confidence in our confidence doesn't need to be in our legislators we need to pray for government and for our leaders and for our president certainly but our confidence is in the name of the lord our god i remember that scripture that i like to quote some trust in horses and chariots but i trust in the name of the lord my god He's the one that will carry us and make us stable. So that's where our confidence needs to be. But the odds were stacked against Gideon, and Gideon overcame through the strength that God gave him. So the struggle was real for Gideon. The struggle is real for me and you today, friend. I, I don't want to dismiss that. And you know, I, I, when I think about struggles, let's just kind of think about this. You're spending so much more time at home with your kids, educating them, keeping them entertained, trying to comfort them, and trying to work from home, and all these things that are happening. But here, here's one of the ways that I think when the struggle can get real. You need to put a kid to bed, and the kid doesn't want to go to bed, and they fight you, and they want water, and it's like they want water every five minutes, and they come up with all these reasons, read me another story, do this for me. Well, in this situation, Gideon finds himself a desperate person in a struggle, and he needs God. So here's what I'd say. Regardless of the circumstances that you and I find ourselves in, the Lord has an answer. The Lord has strength. He he understands our times. For a time like this, God understands. God, God was not caught off surprise by, or off guard by this coronavirus. He rules from heaven. He knows the affairs of man, and he is for us. Matter of fact, Isaiah has a great passage, Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. It talks about God's thoughts. His ways are higher. Listen to the word of this prophet. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours, says the Lord. And my thoughts are not your thoughts, 
That lets me know there is a sovereign God. He is a sovereign, all-powerful king, and he is in control of the affairs of men, and we can have confidence in that. But Gideon, oppressed by the Midianites, this great band of soldiers that were mighty and were to be feared. Uh, In that day, when you see the history around Israel, they just kind of were left with a little grain, and they would come in, the Midianites, and they would rip the people off. They, they left them scarce, and they were taking their crops, and they got tired of this. And for some seven years, they were being oppressed. They were being beaten down, but God had something in mind. For, so for seven years, but look there in Judges chapter 6 with me. You see there that the Midianites were cruel, that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, the caves, and the strongholds. But God, let me tell you, hold on. God is going to come with some comforting and good news for us. God's going to bring a miracle out of this situation that he is going to provide for the people of faith, just as he's going to provide for you. I really believe that because God has always been a miracle God. He sees the struggle that you and I are in. And that gives me comfort. You know, if when your parent, when they see a situation you're in, but you know your parents got their eye on you and they can maybe step in, or our God sees, and our God is going to step in for us, and he is in control, and we need you, God. Gideon says, but Lord, my clan is the weakest. And after the seven years of being beaten down, they finally, finally, they get smart. They cry out to God. What keeps us from crying out to God? In our land right now, in America, in the world, across the globe, we need a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. We need a move of the Lord in our lives, in our nation, in our families. And we want to cry out in desperation to him. But you know what? Gideon had a character trait. He might have been of the weakest clan. He might have seemed like a nobody. But he knew about obedience. And he obeyed God. If you don't hear anything I'm saying today, hear that one thing. Obedience brings blessing to the heart of God. It'll also bless your life when you obey God, that you show that you love him and you prove to be his disciple by doing that. But you know what God tells Gideon? Gideon, stop this. Let's get moving. I got something for you to do. And in these days when we've been pushed apart, we've been separated, God's got something for us to do in this We need to be creative and operate within the guidelines. But as we come out of this, because this too shall pass, God has got something mighty for us individually, corporately, as the church, as the body of Christ. And yet he would say, God, get me out of this mess. No, God was going to work in the mess. It might be that in this season, God's correcting, he's transforming, he's conforming, he's shaping, he's doing a new work in you, he's making you mightier. Maybe you're starting to slow down and have devotions with him. That's a good thing. Maybe your prayer life is beginning to expand and increase in intensity. That's a good thing. You know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing, you know, I'm big on these walks and as I'm out, out walking, I've never seen so many people out walking, their dogs, I've never seen so many people out walking their kids and hanging out together. It is a beautiful thing. God's forcing families together. See, here's what I want to pause. Receive this time as hard as it is. As a gift in that we can spend time with our loved ones. People are spending time with their kids and their loved ones that they've not had maybe or they wouldn't have otherwise done. So the Lord can use this all for his good. Let's look at some statements because I want to run through these. I hate you don't have worship guides in front of you, but the, the points that come on the screen, 
The first one, God responds to desperate people and he sees the struggle. See, God has always had a desperate people, and he sees us in our desperation. As Gideon cried out to the Lord, God saw, God met, God responded. Why allow this evil to go on and on and on? But finally, the people cried out to God, and God saw their desperation. You know what I think? How desperate are you for a move of God in your life? in the life of your family in the psalm chapter 50 verse 15 you might say pastor you always keep going to the psalms i do i'm reading them every day i mean i'm just going over and over and reflecting i've read the psalms now for over 40 years but i am finding new strength and comfort from promises of god's word like never before so i encourage you to go there but psalm 50 15 and call on me in the day of trouble and i will deliver you and you will honor me the Lord will deliver us. Psalm 145, verses 18 through 20. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And as they do that, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. And he hears their cry and he saves. The Lord watches over all who love him, but the wicked he will destroy. Lord, you are our strength. And you're there for us. And the weight of grief, depression, discouragement, the unknowns, they can consume us. Our hearts can tend to get a little restless. Our hearts can tend to pound a little faster. Our legs tremble. We feel like maybe decay has begun to creep into our bones. And we say, you know, like every morning when I wake up, Lord, good morning. This is a day, Lord, that you have made. I want to thank you. And I begin to thank the Lord for at least three things every morning. That's what I do when I get up. But I got to tell you, as soon as i open my eyes oh we're still in the crisis mode it's still existing on the earth but lord you are my strength you are my salvation god how can i pray and i begin to pray for you i begin to pray for others i pray for my family man it's a great day of praying but not straying see the house that gideon grew up in it was an idolatrous house in the scripture, if, if you look at Judges 6, 7, and 8, you see that he had to tear down the Baal worship in his own home. His dad had, had bowed at that altar, so he had to kind of get rid of that. He had to push that stuff aside. But Israel was crying out to be delivered from oppression. I'm wondering, what are you crying out to the Lord for? Oh, you're saying, well, pastor, that's easy. I'm crying out that he would deliver us from this, that I could get back to work, that I could go back to school, that I could go back to things as usual. We all would like that. But in this season, let's be open to what God is saying to the church, what he's saying to the body, what he's saying to the world. Gideon is known as a valiant warrior. Now, he seems everything but a valiant warrior. But you see, God, listen to this. God sees us as we are, as what we should become. God has faith in us. When I read all through the New Testament and Old Testament, I see how God took people and he believed in them. And look at Peter. Peter, you're a denier. The rooster will crow three times. But then, Peter, you are my rock and I should build the, the, the church of Jesus upon the rock. And he had that belief in Peter that Peter would be the great leader of the church. God has something for us. But listen to this. Second point. God chooses reluctant vessels. And a reluctant vessel was Gideon. He was. 
He wasn't the one waving the banner, hey, choose me. I want to lead the fight against the Midianites. No, he'd have been the back of the line, back of Manasseh going, no way, Lord. But God had something for him to do. God's got something for you to do. You know, you might say in verse 12, let me look, look at verse 12. You, you've got the Bible with you. I love this verse. Man, I've marked it. I've highlighted it. I encourage you. Look at what it says. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Mighty hero. One translation says, Mighty warrior. That's what God says. That's who he says Gideon is. You know what? You're a child of God. You are mighty in the sight of the Lord. You are a warrior for him. You're his witness, and I pray you'll be his worshiper all the days of your life. So, Lord, I need you to show me where you're strong. I need you to come through in my marriage. I need you to come through in my family, in my job, in my relationships. Lord, I need a miracle. I need something with my help. Whatever it is, cry out to the Lord, but he chooses us. Look at the third thing. God speaks. He speaks to this guy named Gideon. There, moving down through the scriptures, verse 14, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites, and I'm sending you. You know, I never noticed that verse. He says, Go with the strength that I've sent you. He didn't say, Gideon, you're strong. Gideon says, Hey, my flesh is strong. I'll do it. And he says, No, go with the strength I give you. You know, when I think, I think of a, a parallel verse, so that would be the Apostle Paul. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank God for Doug. Doug's in the house. He's always talking to me. Thank you, Doug. Need that encouragement. But here it is. God strengthened Gideon. God supplied the strength that Gideon needed. You know what I want you to know? God's going to give the strength to you that you need to make it through this crisis. He's going to give us the strength as the body of Christ. You know, Gideon, he was probably the guy that was picked last for his team. Was that you when you were growing up and they would choose teams for dodgeball or whatever and everybody just kind of neglected you? And, ah, I'll take Keith. He's kind of the leftover. Well, Gideon seemed like he was probably the, the guy, the last on the Manasseh team. Like, man, nobody's going to pick me. But God picked him. God had something for this guy. For this guy. He, he, because you know why? I think he knew. I know that he knew. He knew that Gideon would be obedient. He knew Gideon would obey, obey the call of God upon his life. So he had to believe that, God. And then he says, oh, God, but help my unbelief. God, help me. Show me a sign. And he asked for a fleece. And that's a whole other message we'll do for another day. And I, I think we can know God's will through the word of God. And we don't have to be calling out for fleeces. And maybe you've done that. Maybe God's answered it. But here in this way, that's the way he did. But here's what I know God would do. Let's tear down the idols in our hearts. And let's get our hearts positioned and postured that God can come and cleanse us and make us pure vessels. And God, speak to our hearts, give us ears to hear. But no reluctant struggle for us any longer. Let's choose it. God, I'm not going to push you away. God, I'm going to draw near. Draw near. That's what the Lord's saying to us as children of God. Draw near to me and I will give you my presence. I'll give you my joy. So who are you today? Are you destroying the things that keep you from God? Are you allowing God to speak to you about maybe some idol, something that's grown more important to you than God? What is an idol? Somebody once said, an idol is anything that makes my heart grow cool or cold toward God. I think right now in this season, we have a, a season of examination. God, examine my heart and see if there be any hurtful, sinful way, behavior, thing that you want to pull down 
in a way and cast aside in my life. See, I believe that we are practicing social distancing, but I pray we could practice social intimacy or spiritual intimacy, that we would have more of an intimate walk with Jesus than we've ever had because he is shaking the foundations of the world. He's shaking the earth with the unshakable kingdom, the stability of Jesus Christ. What a God. So he goes down to, through here in, in verse, in the fourth point, listen to this, God is worship. So look there in verse 23. It is all right, the Lord replied, do not be afraid, you will not die. And Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and named it Yahweh Shalom. So Gideon was a worshiper. That's something you and I need to do. We need to worship the Lord. Worship begins when you and I realize that we are in the presence of God, that we need an encounter with Him. And he says to Gideon, Gideon worship. And Gideon builds this altar. Gideon worships at, at the altar of the Lord. He begins to come into Him. Worship, worship is from the heart, from the core of our very being. That's what God's doing in this season, is He's calling us to be worshipers, not afraid, not fearful, but to have a holy, reverent fear of Him. And God, I want to worship you. God causes worship by revealing Himself to us. He has revealed Himself to us through Jesus Christ. He's revealed Himself to us through the Word. This Palm Sunday, Hosanna in the highest. We praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy of our praise. Hey, right there in your home, just praise the Lord. Why don't you just speak it out loud? Praise the Lord. I can hear some little kids. Some of you, you're not afraid. If my little friend Collier is watching, Collier, I bet you've been singing a song loud to the Lord. Let's bless the name of Jesus this morning. And then let's move to the fifth. God is peace. Now, listen, go down to verse 24. He says, you're Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. The Lord is peace. That's the word I need. Isn't that a word that you need in this turbulent time of life? That Jehovah Shalom is the Lord of peace that lives within you by faith in Jesus Christ. He comes to comfort your troubled soul and heart right now. Do we hurry to run to the strong tower, the name of the Lord? Lord, you comfort those that are concerned. You reveal yourself to Gideon as Jehovah Shalom. The first time in Scripture that he reveals himself there as peace. That's who Jesus is, friend. He's peace. I remember it like yesterday when I met this blessed Savior, when I met Jesus. And that's one of the greatest gifts he gave me, was the forgiveness of my sins, eternal life in heaven to reign and rule with him forever. But he gave me peace. Peace in my soul, but peace in my current situation. The peace of God, because I have peace with God through Jesus Christ. You're watching this, I'm hearing many non-Christians are beginning to tune in, and we praise God that you're allowing us, that you're allowing us to come into your home. You've literally invited us to be a part of your living room this morning. Thank you. Oh, I pray that you would be open to the riches of Jesus Christ, that he would become your peace. But you know, I know about being scared. I know about being concerned. Right now, I go to get my mail and I wig out about the mail. I'm just being honest. This morning, I didn't check the mail on the way in because every time I get the mail, I need to go wash my hands in the mail, and I'm concerned about this and that. And I've washed my hands to where I feel like they're raw. Do you have anybody know what I'm talking about? 
but man is that needed we want to be wise we want to be safe so everything man just how i do things every time i touch a door now i want to go clean my hand yesterday other day i ran into a guy hey keith and he came running up and he wanted to grab me no no and then yeah i thought like yeah, no don't touch me you you know it's like I think of the ones that had leper, leprosy. No, he's a leper. No, we don't know if we're carrying it or they're carrying it, but we want to be wise, church. Oh, okay, let me, let me get back to the text. So, maybe you're concerned. Maybe you don't have peace. Will the check come in the mail? Will I be able to finish out the school year? Will my kids be able to do this? Can I do that? What's going to happen to our home? On and on. There's so many things to be fearful, but Jehovah Shalom, our God is peace i hope even when you hear the cadence of my voice that i've slowed down i pray the peace of christ right now is coming through your computer through your television and that jesus is filling your house he's the god of peace i pray that your kids and you sleep in safety that you have that is well with your soul and with your body and that you can rest thank you god for the peace of christ as we embrace the truth of jesus six god gives a sign there in verses 33 through 40 look with me as we continue this text what does he say there for him he goes soon afterward the armies of median uh, and the people of east formed an alliance against israel and crossed the jordan camp in the valley of jezreel and then the spirit of the lord took possession of gideon so what does he want then you go down to verse 36 and he's asking for the fleece and and it's going to do a certain thing or it's going to be dry, it's going to be wet. And he says, God, I, I, I'm weak. I'm weak in faith, God. And maybe that's you today. You're saying, God, I'm weak. I need a sign. I need a sign. Isaiah 7, 11 says, show me a sign. We could go through all the verses of Scripture that talk about signs. But he wants God to confirm his will for him by making the fleece wet or dry. And God is not obliged or, or, or forced to have to do what we ask him to do. And sometimes he gives us signs like this. But God gave Gideon comfort he gave gideon a sign god friend has given you and me a promise promises 366 promises to be exact god has given you actually more than that a lot more than that god has given you and i promises to comfort us right now so let's learn and rest in the promises of god but let's go to the seventh point let's turn the chapter we're looking there at chapter seven so we've kind of run through chapter six but i want you to see seven Gideon defeats the Midianites. This is where it really gets interesting. So the point is this, number seven, God stacks the odds. Go to point seven. God stacks the odds with these 300 men, this mighty army that's going to come up against him. And God is going to rescue Gideon with victory over the Midianites with 300 against this massive army. God you know, here would be the modern-day paraphrase. God is ready to rumble. God rumbles with the people, but God is in control. God is victorious then, now. The Scripture says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, forevermore. He is with us. He is for us. Be comforted by the presence of God. And Gideon wins. So this massive army, and God begins to reduce, and there's too many, and there's too many gideon and then he reduces it down to thirty-two thousand. he goes well god maybe maybe i can overcome with that but god 
No, that's still too many. That's still too many in the army. So look, look at verse 3. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid, they can leave the mountain. Wait, God, you've reduced me down to uh, 32,000, and now you're asking people to go home if they want to. No, God, don't do that. And so many of them go home, and it leaves 10,000 to fight this massive army. And God still, no, that's too many. So 9,700 more leave. And then it finally gets down to the critical point of 300. And there, with the 300, God gives victory by his power, by his name. I love that. But what does he do? He makes them drink. They have to go down there and they drink the water. And, 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 and it's like, man, those people are just so interested with the daily necessities. And they just kind of lean all the way over and get in the water. And then there's those that lean down there and they lap it like a dog. And in that position, their eyes were also focused on the horizon and not just down. And then they were ready for battle. And then God's like, those are the ones that are with you. Those are the ones that are alert. Those are the ones that are focused. With these 300, I will show my name over the earth. I will show my name strong. Oh, wow. What a story. God separates. He positions the people for battle. And then let me tell you, if you think this story is great, it's going to get even better because here's what I know. Here's a principle. With God, you're always in the majority. It doesn't matter if you have three million people and God's not in it, but when God's for you, when God's with you, you're a force to be reckoned with. So let's go to point eight. God encourages Gideon, chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. I want you to see this with me. What does he say to us here? He says, That night the Lord said, Get up, go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. But, but if you're afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you will be greatly encouraged. And then, and then you will be able to attack. Now, it's kind of funny when you think about it. He needs a confirmation. He needs a companion. So God chooses one. So there's two people that go down to the camp of this massive army. It's almost ridiculous. But listen to what they hear. And what they hear encourages their faith and encourages Gideon greatly. You know, that's what faith does. Faith builds our lives. Faith fosters encouragement for us. So Gideon has a buddy to go down to listen to the army. And it's precisely what the Lord wanted for Gideon. So you know what God wants? Complete dependence, utter dependence on him. So right now, are you dependent on the Lord? Is he your strength? Are you trying to depend on others? Are you dependent on this or that? And God says, no, I want you to depend on me. I am the Lord. I am your deliverer. I am your rescuer. I am your living hope. You know, that's next weekend, the living hope of Jesus. What a powerful Savior. But let's save that for next weekend. So arise, go down against the enemy for, in verse 9. For I have delivered them into your hands, Gideon. But move down, verses 10 through 11. Down to the camp, you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hands will be strengthened for ensuring the contest, for going up against. I will give you my strength. That's what the Lord gives this morning. He gives you and I strength. And then I want you to move to the ninth one, verses 15 through 16. God has an impossible plan. Did you know we serve a God of impossibilities? But with God, all things are possible. 
Why don't you say that in your house this morning? Look at your family members and go, with you, God, all things are possible. I know some of you said, Pastor, I'm single. Well, just yell it to the TV. Yell it to the computer. And if you've got family members, just say, with God, all things are possible. With God, we'll get through this. But look what God does. In this situation, God has a plan for Gideon that seems unbelievable. Like, God, what are you talking about? Look at it. There in verse 17. Then he said to them, keep your eyes on me, and when I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. And as soon as I and those with you blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too all around the entire camp, and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. And it was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon, the hundred men with him, reached the edge of the Midianite camp. And suddenly they blew the ram's horns, they broke their clay jars, and then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars, and they held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Now, that is an amazing story when you look at this. Kind of a weird arsenal to fight with a torch uh you're blowing a horn i'm like god really this, these are the weapons of warfare this is what you have but corinthians says my grace is sufficient for you my power is made perfect in weakness you know gideon was from the weakest clan he was a weak person but he had a mighty god and we want to run to him that's what he knew and all through Scripture, I see where God takes people that seem to be outnumbered, outgunned, outstacked, where the odds are greatly stacked against them. But God comes through. Look at Elijah when he went to Mount Carmel there in uh, Kings 17. And he is in this great contest with, with the false god with Baal. And he begins to fill the trench up with water. He does it over and over some three times. And there's no way that he's going to be able to light the sacrifice, the altar, this fire to the Lord. But God breathes on her. God sends a fire. And there's this mighty fire. And it consumes the, the ditch, if you would. There was this guy in the Old Testament, one of our favorite, my favorite story probably. And there's this little ruddy boy named David. And he goes against a nine-foot giant named Goliath. And there's no way, but he goes in the name of the Lord is God. God has always been into the impossible because he can do it. Or let's look at New Testament. Some 11 ragtag disciples that shaped and shook and turned the world upside down for Jesus Christ. God takes the misfits. God takes the little and he strengthens it with his strength. He does great works. So that's what God wants to do for us. Gideon is a worshiper first and then he's a warrior so as i look at this i just see these these weapons of warfare but look at the tenth one god confuses the enemy and he grants victory to gideon he confuses he he confounds he messes them up but he grants the ultimate victory through his servant gideon listen to this it's amazing because this this jug and the, and the, the torches this birthday party kind of celebration and that's the, how god's going to fight this this army and he drives them into literally confusion i mean it, it, it just look at this it's absolutely unbelievable verse 21 each man stood at his position around the camp and he watched as all the Midianites rushed around in panic shouting as they ran to escape and when the 300 
is Israelites blew their ram's horns. The Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their own swords. They turned on each other crazy. And they were not, those who were not killed fled to places as far as away as Bethshetah near Zerah to the border of Abel, Mahola near Tobat. Yeah, these, these are great words. I, I'm glad we don't have these towns, these villages that we live in here around this part of the country. But here's what God's doing. God is showing how mighty he is and he delivers him. You know, it made me think of a, another story of Scripture that I enjoy. It's 2 Chronicles 20. The leader is King Jehoshaphat, and he, he leads the people in the battle. And in this, he leads them to seek the help of the Lord for his nation because they're in disarray. And then if you look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17, listen to this. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions stand firm and see the deliverance the lord will give you your uh, and judah and jerusalem but do not be afraid do not be discouraged go out to face him tomorrow and the lord will be with you he leads them into victory over and over we have a record of the faithfulness of god and god has been faithful in the past god is faithful in the present and he will certainly be faithful in the future and we can put all our hopes and dreams and concerns and worries and anxieties on him because he cares for us and then jehoshaphat as he led them in the victory they sang and they praised the lord isaiah 54 17 hear this verse no weapon forged against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and this is their vindication for me declares the lord in Deuteronomy 28, 7, just share this. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. Nothing, absolutely nothing, is impossible with him. Nothing's impossible for the Lord. This coronavirus is not impossible for our mighty God. I believe that he will bring a cure. We will have a vaccine. He will bring answers. He will bring deliverance. He will bring hope. But he is looking for us to run to him. You know, that's what you can do if you're a believer in Jesus Christ is you can cry out to God for his strength and his peace and his comfort. Maybe you're not a person of faith today and you're considering the claims of Christ. I'd love for you to contact me here at the church or a Christian friend or somebody and talk to them about your faith because Gideon reminds us we don't fight this fight in our own might, but we fight this fight in the strength that the Lord gives as he gave Gideon, he'll give to us. As I get ready to close this, I was reading a commentator, a great writer named Paul Tripp, and he said this, we don't face the army of Midian today, but we face even a more dangerous and seductive enemy. And I'm not even talking about the enemy called Corona as bad as it is. But we fight a greater enemy called sin. And that sin is destroying and eradicating and choking the life out of people. And it is trying to get us to bow to it that it might rule. And as Gideon would say, I remove those things from my heart that are not of the Lord. That's what I pray, that we wouldn't let sin be our master, but we would draw in close to Jesus and draw our strength and our victory from Him. For God told Gideon five words and these are the five words I want you to remember I will be with you I will be with you 
Would you say that out loud? God, I will be with you. God is with us. If God be for us, who is against us? Our God is victorious. If one thing Passion Sunday leading through the week of Holy Week, looking to the hope and the promise of the resurrection is, it shows me God is thinking about you and me. And God is for us. And He is with us. And God has provided the way in Jesus Christ to be forgiven of my sins, to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ, that I might one day dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, I pray, friend, that you would consider this Jesus this morning. And thank you for coming and worshiping with us. And I pray that God would give you some promises and that you would rely on the promises of God in this season and the next season to come. For I look forward to the day when all this corona mess is over. Do I have an amen? And we get to the next season and we'll have another trial. But blessed be the name of the Lord who arms us with strength that we can endure trials as we cling and connect to him. Be connected to Christ. Be a person of faith. Walk in your faith for our God is victorious. Next weekend, getting away from the character sketch series and there'll be a message about hope. There'll be a message about resurrection. Please encourage people to join us. Let's pray together as we conclude this, pod, or this broadcast today. Father, we're grateful for the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he sings over us, that he loves us, he's, his unfailing, his everlasting love. May it consume us and fill us. We pray for Jehovah Shalom, for the God of peace, to come near and to fill our hearts this morning. Lord, maybe we're watching this at night. I pray this night that somebody would be comforted by the peace of Jesus. Lord, that we would get into the great exchange, that we would exchange our anxiety for peace. We would exchange death for resurrection. God, you are the God of hope you're the god of our faith whom do we have in heaven but you oh god and i will run into your presence and i will cry out to you in faith you are faithful and we love you lord jesus in the name of christ amen